We're talking about exchange-traded funds now on the ETF of the week. It's time for me to chat with Tom Lydon, Chief Executive Officer at ETFTrends.com. And normally, this week, I'd be talking with Tom at the Morningstar Investor Conference because Tom's been there almost as long as I have, and I've been going for over two decades. This week, however, for everything we're doing at Morningstar, Tom has to be in other places. So he joins me remotely. Tom, it's unfortunate not to see you, but great to chat with you. I hope you're having a blast, Chuck. Please say hi to all of my friends over there. I will do that. Tom, your ETF of the week is... The Merck Stagflation ETF, ticker symbol STGF. The Merck Stagflation ETF. STGF. Now, a particularly interesting ETF of the week for a lot of reasons you're going to get into, but I want to remind our audience that a week ago, your ETF of the week was the VanEck Inflation Allocation ETF, RAAX, which you were suggesting maybe is deserving of a heavy piece of an asset allocation. So the Stagflation ETF, explain why this fund now, and you know we got to talk about how this one plays nicely or not with the other funds? Well, Chuck, we can't get away from inflation. It really is, as we said last week, it's the term of the year. And for most investors, it's providing a lot of concern. There's a lot of money in motion. Since we've been tracking ETFs, we haven't seen flows going in so many different directions as we have so far this year. Specifically, when you look at the 60-40 allocation, that 40% that's in fixed income is in tough shape. And it's in tough shape for a few reasons. First of all, after 30 years of declining rates when people were making a lot of money in bonds, that was great. But now that things have turned off of all-time lows and the Fed is signaled and continues to act on rising interest rates, it's been brutal for bond fund investors. We had more money going into commodity ETFs than we have in fixed income U.S. ETFs so far this year. That's never happened before. So, especially for those that are close to retirement or in retirement that had that safe haven in bonds where they could get some income that they could live off of, it's not working. It's not providing safety, and the income it's providing isn't enough to keep up with inflation. So people have to do something different. With this stagflation ETF, it does a couple things. First of all, a big chunk of the allocation goes to U.S. tips. And with that in mind, it's U.S. bonds or treasuries keeping up with inflation. Now, it provides that greater yield than traditional treasuries. However, it doesn't always protect the downside risk. To some degree it does, but at least you don't have that exposure to treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that the traditional Bloomberg Barclays Ag has. So that's one fix that's in play. The other thing is it has allocation to areas like real estate, oil, gold, that also traditionally do well during times of inflation. And those areas help diversify the portfolio too. So I know we talked full commodities last week. This is not as harsh a move away on the fixed income side. You still have a yield that's somewhat inflation protected, but you also have an allocation that might be 30 to 40% of this ETF portfolio into areas like commodities. 
because this is a bit of a softer choice, is this for people who don't want to go all the way that we were discussing last week? So you maybe split your allocation between the two funds or this is a gentler choice. So you use this instead of is it an either or or an and I, I love your description as a softer choice. Look, most investors, Chuck, you and I know are very well disciplined and have long term asset allocation strategies and just don't touch it. And many don't even go in and look and see what their balances are from time to time. However, if those that are concerned about their current balances and their equity and fixed income portfolios have been taking a look. If you've been pulling up your brokerage account on your phone or on your computer, it's having you scratch your head because there really haven't been that many safe havens. If it's causing a little bit of angst, but you don't want to move too far away from your traditional allocation, this is one of those moves that if you took a 10% or 20% allocation away from your fixed income allocation, it's not going to provide as much pain if we continue to see rising rates into the next 12 to 24 months. Last week, you were very clear that given the nature of the fund and the times we're investing in, that it really was best as a 200-day moving average play. Does the same apply here? I think so, but if you're using trend following, you're selling a lot of your equities and you're also selling a lot of your bonds. I think this strategy, Chuck, is more for those people who have long-term allocations and they've been that way for an extended period of time and they've been rewarded for it. Coming out of the financial crisis, if you had a 60-40 allocation, traditional indexes, S&P on the equity side, the Bloomberg Barclays Ag on the fixed income side, you did just fine. You didn't have to do stock picking. You didn't have to have a ton of ETFs in there. If you're not spending a lot of time in your portfolio and you're not concerned, that's fine. This is one of those core strategies at a time when we haven't seen inflation as harsh in over 40 years. And, you know, not to fan the flames, but they changed the way they look at the CPI. It, it's measured differently. And if we use the same metrics that we did back in the 70s, we would be well into the double digits if we measured it the same way. So it's scary. And it doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. So investors need to do something. And it can't be a small allocation into something like this, number one. And number two, this is not going to go away anytime soon. Inflation is not well in hand. It's going to continue to be a concern, and this is something that may be with us for the next five to 10 years. So we have to understand it, we have to get used to it, and we have to act on it. And if you're going to act on it, one fund to look at, the ETF of the week, the Merck Stagflation ETF, ticker symbol STAGF, S-T-G-F. Tom, always great to chat with you. We'll do this again next week. Thanks, Chuck. Have fun at Morningstar. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me and my show. You can learn all about everything we're doing, including a lot of interviews this week from the Morningstar Investment Conference by going to MoneyLifeShow.com or by searching for the show on your favorite podcast app. To get more information on investing in exchange-traded funds, make sure you check out ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETF Trends and Tom Lydon, their chief executive and my guest, he's on Twitter at Tom Lydon. 
The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday, all year long, even when Money Life is at Morningstar or Tom is traveling. But if you want to make sure you don't miss anything, then follow along on your favorite podcast app and make sure you subscribe. And by the way, if you have time, we'd love it if you'd leave us a review because they really do help. Until we do this again next week, and on behalf of Tom Lydon and ETFTrends.com, this is Chuck Jaffe. Happy investing, everybody.